You're now listening to Real Estate Journeys with Matthew Baltzell. Me on the top and I won't stop me. Me on the top and I won't stop me. Me on the top and I won't stop. Me on the, me on the, me on the top. Yeah, 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 what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Real Estate Journeys. This is your boy, Matty B, a.k.a. Matthew Baltzell, the exclusive podcast for new real estate investors looking to grow their brand and their business. So on today's episode, as you guys know, I currently live in Chiang Mai, Thailand, and we like to cover all different aspects of the globe and see how people start investing in in different countries and where they are now and hear about their journeys. So on today's episode, we have on a special guest, his name is John Carney. John is an active real estate investor and developer with experience in the United States, Australia, and Indonesia. And while living in Melbourne, Australia, John founded the America Property Source to enable Aussies to safely invest in the U.S. real estate. John moved back to his hometown of Cleveland, Ohio in June 2016 and repositioned APS to accommodate U.S. real estate investors. With that said, John, welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, Matt. Glad you're here. Are you are you currently you're currently in Cleveland, is that correct? I'm currently in Cleveland, Ohio. We uh summer has arrived and um yeah, you know, it's buying season, buying and selling season. There you go, get it, right? And so you used to live in Australia, is that correct? That's right. So uh, you know, I met an Aussie girl. I was uh I was in your neighborhood, right? I was in the South Southeast Asia neighborhood, um mm-hmm. living the dream. And uh, ended up, you know, meeting an Australian lady. And um, in 2009, uh, I, I left Colorado and um, and moved to Melbourne. And he, um, we lived there for three years. That's where I started America Property Source. Then we moved down to um, the surf coast of Victoria, in a town called Torquay, where her family, you know, had its um, its its uh, farm. Her family farm was down in that area. Had a few children, and then moved back to Cleveland in three years ago. June 2016 to pursue some larger multifamily development opportunities. So uh, yeah, it's it's nice. what we're doing now. And when you when you when you were in Australia, what kind of properties were you uh, investing in? In it, when I started America Property Store, so I was living in Melbourne. This was just at the at the uh, end of 2009, early 2010. Mm-hmm. We really kicked it off. But I mean, with the down cycle in the U.S. market, I, I had a group of people who I knew and trusted in Phoenix. You know, they, they, they were hard charging deal junkies. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we put together um, a system and, and a team of people and that enabled Australians to safely and, and I say safely invest in the U.S. market because um, part of my experience, you know, part of the phone call volume I got over the next five years living in, in Melbourne was about um, all the folks who whose real estate investing in the United States went um, sideways as they yeah. say in Australia. Um, but, you know, we had a good system and a great team, and that was a sign of the times. The Australian dollar climbed up to a record uh, un, un, never-before-seen high against the U.S. dollar. Um, our mm-hmm. real estate was at the lowest, it, it, you know, in our lifetime, and, and that presented a, an opportunity for people who were prepared, and uh, we were definitely prepared to service them. Wow. And so how did you go about developing uh, your team internationally? I, I know most people... 
in most Americans, you know, we don't necessarily travel as much. So if people are, you know, listening to this, I like to kind of blow their mind and be like, people live in Australia, they invest internationally, and how do they, you know, get these processes in place? So how did you go about developing a process uh, for developing your quote-unquote A-team? Uh, well, that happened by mistake, by making mistakes and, <laughs> and, and, um, and trying to be smarter than I was at, at early on in, in my career. So my, one of my first real estate deals was living in Colorado and, and we were looking at some areas in Idaho where, um, you could, you could buy land at a much, um, lower, you know, barrier to entry and subdivide it. And, um, you know, I went out there um, and looked at some other commercial deals, too, um, in some other Western states with with my father, who is a men- who's a mentor of mine. And he's a he's a seasoned, experienced real estate developer and and commercial property um, owner and manager. And, um, you know, it got to the point where it just seemed, you know, that that he taught me to build your team first. Right. You got to go into a market to, to learn the market. You have to recruit a team. You, you, you're best to speak with, you know, an accountant if they're available or some bankers if they're available. You've obviously got a real estate agent you're working with who, who you like and know and trust. He was a lawyer by trade, so he gravitates towards, you know, understanding the legalities of, of different states, right? And so, um, you know, that worked out when we were doing that. But then I was international. I, I was over in uh, Indonesia. Um, we, we met some Australian guys that were, you know, doing ground-up development. Um, you know, and, and, the, and the prices and the projections and the pro forma looked great, but uh, we didn't dig deep enough. I didn't dig deep enough into that. And uh, they were really cutting a lot of corners on the development procedure and process. And eventually that caught up with them. And, um, you know, the, the titles weren't as clear as they were supposed to be. And, you know, we we, we, we struggled in it. And there's still, you know, and learned a lot through that struggle. So that was a mistake. I didn't build the right team. And um, I look back on that and say, man, if I would have just, you know, followed the steps, Indonesia is no different than America or Australia or Thailand, Mm -hmm. right? There's a process. Mm -hmm. Every country in the world has a process for uh, owning and developing and renting real estate. It's out there. You just got to ask some questions and, you know, start with the professionals that deal with money and deal with the legalities and generally they'll point you in the right direction. Mm. And so what would you say has been, what, what is attributed to your success present day now with your team that you have in place? What, was, what would you say is the number one factor? A, a lot of it is, is comes down to personal relationships and, and, and the, you know, now I have an idea, uh, depending on the project we're doing, the, the skill set that, um, that, that I need to find. It's it's sort of like um, investigating, right? Yeah. We, for example, in our property management company, the the company I work for, I'm a principal in a family business now, based here in in Cleveland, Ohio, the Landmark Companies. We also have a property in Indianapolis. We have you know 750 units mm-hmm. uh, across five buildings. So you know we were we were looking for a new property manager. You put the old way of doing things was you, you put an ad out on Indeed and you get a ton of resumes and some people may or may not have property management experience. That wasn't um, the best way to do it. So we learned to, by going through a very specific type of recruiting process, we could really target, you know, candidates that were, were up for the challenges that we had in our, in our company and we're looking to solve and, and help them grow in their career. Right. So it, that's just an example of uh, a team member, a recruiter that was recently added to our, our team. Mm. 
Yeah. Is that is that too much of a tangent? No, 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 no. That was great. I think it's I think it's interesting because you have to. I think I've said I mentioned this on the show before, and I should actually look this up. But the I think it was like the vice president of IBM said, the quickest way to success is to fail at a rapid rate. And you know the fact the quicker we fail, the quicker we learn. You know, I think when you're going back and like looking at the pro formas, I think a lot of people can, when they're first starting out in real estate investing, they look at the pro formas and they're like, wow, like these are great, you know, but they don't realize like these are not the actualized like numbers yet, you know. And so, you know, making those mistakes and learning from those mistakes, building on your team is very good and you're, and you're learning quick and you're learning fast. So uh, with that, I want to, you've now developed a cash flow uh, multiplier is it what is that what you like to call it? Is that correct? Yeah. So I mean, like it, it kind of goes back to that. There's sort of two things, uh-huh. and, and I, that I would say, whether you're in single family homes just starting out, or you, you know you're in the multifamily homes, that doesn't really matter what country you're in, right? Yeah. Um, mobile home parks, what, whatever the investment vehicle is, like that to me is semantics. But you got two things at play that that um, are on on parallel paths, right? You've got your team. Mm-hmm. You need to have the right team of people. And, and I can go through that if you want. But then you also have to have like a framework that you follow on every deal. And, and, and you just apply a tiny little bit of discipline, right? And I can email this over to you and you can you can put it in the show notes. But like something I created called, you know, the, the wealth accelerator is really just a five step process to say, where am I in, in looking at this deal? Mm-hmm. And, and the first step is to discover, right? That might just be going on a property tour. I just went and looked at 24 units, um, probably a B, a, a, a B in a in a in a B area of an A class suburb here in Cleveland, mm-hmm. but a solid B property. The sellers have a real inflated sense of value, which is always fun. Mm-hmm. But you know that was the first step. I really understood the market because I grew up in that town, um, and I'm doing a real estate development in that town. Uh, so I understand you know the community, the, the government. I understand the the area. So, but I had to still discover the property. Right, I went on a tour. So to me. That's step one. Mm-hmm. You know, the team of people required, um, you know, this is a partnership where we're looking to, you know, build up to 100 units that are, are um, more free, freely tradable uh, due to the asset size than some of the other projects that I'm involved in um, in a larger family structure. Right. Mm-hmm. So something that's a little um, a different way to deploy money, um, grow wealth through real estate. And, and be flexible on a 10-year plan. So who are the team? Who are the who are the partners I want to work with? And due to the size of this asset class, you know, it's going to require, um, you know, a different a different group of people in, in some capacity. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm looking at it. Sourcing, well, I mean, like we kind of found the pro- property in in this case, but you know, if you're if you're looking, if you you've got investors. In Thailand, that, that have a big market like the United States, you know, they got to discover the market, recruit the team in that market, and then source the deal. So um, measure, that's, that's when you you purchase the property that, or the asset that you're um, looking at. And then it, it, you've got a X amount of time to, to do your renovations and lease it up um, if that's part of your strategy uh, and just measure it or just acquire it turnkey. And, and measure how it works and see how that goes. And then step number five is to grow, right? To continue. Uh, what worked uh, in steps one through four that you can replicate easily or uh, where did you have a hiccup or an obstacle that you had to overcome and, and how did you solve that problem so you can get back to the, to the beginning, right? So it's just a circle of step one, discovering, 
uh, the opportunity. Two, recruiting your team. Um, three, sourcing the deal. Four, measuring that um, that asset. And then five, you know, growing your business by replicating the process again. Mm, love it. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's basically just once you learn, right? It's just rinse and repeat. I, I agree. But I mean, it, I, <laughs> you, I mean, if you, you, you kind of, you, you, what you, when you find success, right, it's just rinse and repeat. And you found that in Australia and it's, we'll say different legalities and, you know, a little bit, but at the same time, it's just rinse and repeat, bring that over to America. Why do you think, why do you think it's so difficult for people to go from, we'll say initially like smaller properties to larger properties, what you're trying to acquire right now. You really have to walk before you run in any industry. So, I mean, there's a, there's a time, there's a timeline to, you know, going to the next level, I suppose. And, 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 and maybe it just seems if you're, if you're watching social media all the time or, you know, Uh getting your, wherever you're getting your content from people seem that they can bypass steps and, and you can't like, um, so I have a podcast and, and the reason I have a podcast is to be able to, what's your podcast name? It's called the, um, the real estate locker room show. Yeah. Okay. Good plug. Good plug. There you go. We got, we got that, that in. In. But yeah. I mean, like, here's what I've learned by interviewing, you know, the guests I've had is success leaves clues and, and talk to some very sophisticated investors in the, uh, you know, whether they're builders doing $40 million projects, multiple $40 million projects, or they're investment bankers, you know, that own 10,000 units now and run like a massive business and, and return, you know, buckets like, you know, truckloads of money to their investors. They all sort of started out younger in their 20s at the same thing with a single family home, staying up late one night, painting houses or fixing toilets so that their tenants could move in the next day. And then they upgraded to duplexes and fourplexes and smaller multifamilies. Like there's, there's just, there's just a chain along the way. You, you can't go from I'm going to fix and flip or wholesale a few houses to I'm going to buy, you know, 500 units. I just, you, there's, there is a, a path along the way, and, and hopefully you like to fix and flip the first two or three units, and, and then, you know, you got the bug, and you're able to systemize your business and recruit the right people that you enjoy working with, and you're having fun along the way, and you decide to grow um, in whatever portfolio, and then, in you know, move it into some type of multifamily vehicle, more, more doors in one place. I mean, I got friends that are uh, um, investors and friends that are in the mobile home park industry, but that's not really popular here in Cleveland, but it is in some so- Southern markets. Right. And, um, you know, they do mm. exceptionally well, but they've got a system and they all started out. They all started out small before they got big and, and put in the hard yards. Mm. Yeah. I think, uh, it really like, you know, what you're saying, success leaves clues and the team, from what I've from from what I've basically seen is like you know the team right the team the team the team the team the team, and I had uh, Neil Bawa on the show and at the end of the at the end of the podcast I always like to ask people like what is a pain point or weakness you face right now in your business, and Neil was saying that one of his pain points is that where we are in the cycle you know trying just to not make deals work and you know kind of that whole thing, and it kind of made me think recently of like you know where am i within real estate and you know just kind of like just removing myself from the situation and thinking about things and 
I think that's also important to realize like when you're trying to scale bigger, you're going to have to have a good team in process. And you may see people like, we'll just say Grant Cardone or something. You think like, oh, this guy is like a sole operator, but there's really a team. Or if you're going to operate from Australia, you know, in America, and if you're starting to scale up in America, the team is really what's going to make you lift you up, right? So if you have the proper team in place and you realize where you are on that team, you know, maybe you're a capital raiser, maybe you are really good with numbers and you're doing underwriting, or maybe you are a real estate agent. I don't know. But the team is what is going to attribute to your success. And it sounds like you've developed a good, a good, uh, surrounded yourself with some good individuals and learned and have a good team now. Well, that's true. You're always, and you're always learning. You, you know what helped me was, was we'll go back to the mistake, right? And, and uh, I, I did, I had all the knowledge, but chose, chose to ignore it for some reason. I wish I could talk more with 20 year old John and, and ran into problems. But, you know, I suppose that you just if you if, if I would have kept continuing that cycle, that that would have been a problem. That would have been a problem in itself. I, I identified what the problem was um, through that experience and said, I don't ever want to have this happen again. So I don't claim to be you cannot. One person can't be an expert in, in everything. Right. So you just talk about your core team is a solo entrepreneur, maybe a partnership. You need professionals that can do all the bookkeeping and accounting and take care of the tax advice for you. And then you need a, you know, a lawyer who understands real estate deals and, and can put together the, the purchase agreements for you and review things for you and, and, and make sure you're compliant where you need to be compliant, right? You, you know, just simple things like that. And so um, when, I, when I was in Australia, I had America Property Source running, but you know, that was, and we were investing. I had my partners and I were investing in also deals, right? We had the assets, big, big thing I'm into income follows assets. It wasn't just selling, you know, if you're just doing sales and your company just based on, on, on uh, a service there, there, you know, that ran its course. But I mean, we needed, I was always looking for more than just the next sale and, and development was where the creativity and the challenge of development is where I always wanted to go. So I had to build a team of people and, and convince them in Australia that that with having no assets in Australia, all my real estate assets and were, were in America and running a startup company that I was a viable person who could who could get these development sites off the ground. And um, you know, went went and recruited the team first. And I felt that I was positioned well because um, being the new guy. And, and a foreigner allowed me to ask really honest and open questions. And I, I didn't feel embarrassed at all because I didn't have the answers and, and or claim to pretend that I knew the answers. And I had to learn a system, you know, in a different in a different country because I'd had the experience in the U.S. and in Indo. I, I was able to kind of mix it all together and say, oh, yeah, this makes sense. And then I learned the process is the same. I mean, it really is the same process at the end of the day. If you if you have a cold, doesn't matter where you are in the world. You go into the doctor. Human body works the same everywhere. Sort of like that. And um, we started small. That that I I worked from small to big, and then was able to come back to the states and and have a good base of knowledge, taking my own risks and making my own mistakes to join a, a company doing bigger deals and and add value where I could, and and then um, that 
then led to focusing on your internal team, right? The, the employees that you work for. And we found that there were too many people trying to do too many things they weren't good at. So we outsourced things like social media marketing and graphic design and photography, right? Like, like just as an example of three things that, that we didn't do well, but we're in a competitive market in downtown Cleveland. We need to have great photography. We need to have great graphic design. We need to have someone who's keeping tabs on our social media message that's on brand 24-7. We can't do all those things. So as you grow, your problems just shift, mm. right? But um, you got to just attack them enthusiastically, I suppose. And, um, you know, it all comes back down to the people you surround yourself with. Mm. The essence of life is growth, right? The essence of life is I like growth. it. I Love agree that. with you. Agree. Yeah. We have agreement, yeah. Matt. So that's <laughs> we're always look we're always Winnie. looking for that. <laughs> yeah. Good. Very cool. Awesome. Well, yeah, I, I, we'll just recap. So I you know, I think surrounding yourself with the right people, you know, building out your team, you know, really analyzing properties and making sure they're you're not trying to fudge the numbers, learning, developing yourself, walking properties, getting out there. You know, and realizing that you might take little baby steps, but surrounding yourself with the right individuals will de definitely help accelerate your growth there for you. Very cool. Um, I want to close it out with the final questions. First question we always like to ask people is, if you were to re-gift a book, what is your favorite book to re-gift? You know, uh, one book, my bookcase is right over there. But uh, one book that definitely changed my perspective was The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. I, you mentioned him earlier and, um, mm -hmm. you know, this may have been before he exploded all over social media. I read it maybe five or six years ago, but, um, a lot of good key principles in that book that, um, you got to step away from yourself and, and be accountable, hold yourself accountable is what I took away. And, and, uh, everything's going to be 10 times harder and take 10 times longer than you think. So, it, that still catches me off off guard. I wish he wasn't right, but that's a great book. The 10X Rule is uh, one of my favorites. Have you, have you read it? Yeah, I read it a couple of years ago as well. Yeah, that's that's what his slogan basically prides himself on is 10X. Yeah, and I read Sell or Be Sold and I forget what other book he has. He's had a, he's had a couple out, but yeah, no, it is. It's another book. good author that's different than Grant who's – more business driven is I, I like Ryan Holiday, um, Obstacles the Way. Mm. He kind of turned me on to the whole way the Stoics mm. used to think. And, you know, back before TV, these guys just sit around and think and drink. <laughs> they, they, uh, they came up with some pretty good stuff. And I mean, we've just been re saying the same thing that goes back a long, long ways. So, I mean, you know, Ryan Holiday would be another author I'd throw out there for your audience to, to check out. Very cool. I'm, I'm going to have to check that second one out. All right. Second question. If you were to give a TEDx talk, what would your TEDx talk be on and why? That's a great question. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love the whole challenge of business. That's why I chose real estate and being in business to some degree for myself. But, um, you know, I, I think it's really about um, making sure that you, you find people aligned with your value system. And, and that then becomes your team. Those are the people you're going to inevitably be spending a lot of time and energy with. So, I mean, not to be too nerdy, but I mean, I value people's time and energy. It is the first two priorities and then kind of comes money. And that's not saying that, that money is not important, but uh, 
you know, that's just sort of a value chain. And and I find when I meet other people and start into a business relationship with other people that have that same outlook about getting deals done and having a good time, you know, that intersection, you know, yeah. it works out. It works out well. Very cool. Third question. What is a pain point or weakness you face right now in your business? Uh, you know, I, I think that we have some alignment issues amongst amongst um, uh, principals and, and board members. And so those are just interesting. You've got to you've got to keep this business going and and growing. Right. And uh, we're looking at some new ground up development and really trying to get everybody get enough consensus so that we can um, we can systemize. It, it was a uh, so maybe to answer that systemization process systemization mm. it's a challenge man it really is mm. very very good what's the uh what's the best way for our listeners to get a hold of you you know i'm uh i'm easily found i'm uh, you can just shoot me an email it's jc at johncarneyonline.com you know i've I've got a podcast uh as well that that you plugged earlier um you can link that in the show notes that would be great but i mean uh mm-hmm. hey yep. if anybody's going to be traveling through Cleveland and, and wants to hit me up. If I've got time, we can always uh, hop on a phone call or see if we can grab a cup of coffee or something like that. Um, you know, always happy to help people uh, get to the next level in, in whatever they're trying to accomplish. You know, back here in the States, man, like there's a lot of people looking at Cleveland is um, is an up and coming market. I mean, it's, it's coming through its own re- renaissance. And I don't just I don't I don't sell a, a ton of local deals at all I'm, I'm working on development stuff right now but i mean um their investors coming in from all over the place and mm. it's, it's not the uh it's not like sexy like miami new york and chicago by any means where all the markets are inflated <laughs> yeah yeah wow <laughs> <laughs> but you know there's there's deals to be had and um, if you're not afraid yeah. of you know hiring someone to shovel snow it can be pretty good yeah very cool very cool well john we appreciate you being on the show Guys, we'll include all those uh, links that uh, for John there for you. If you want to get a hold of him, his email, uh, information about his podcast there for you. John, we want to thank you very much for being on the show. Hey, guys, now please head on over to iTunes, like, subscribe. It greatly, 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 greatly helps the show. John, thank you very much for being on once again. We'll catch you on the next go round, my friend. All right. Thanks, Matt. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Journeys, guys. Your support is greatly appreciated. And if you found this content to be enjoyable, valuable, or entertaining in any way, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, leave a comment, and a five-star review. Peace.